Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is the beginning of our gospel reading for this past Sunday, which was the first Sunday after Christmas. We're looking at Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 to 15. Matthew was inspired to write, When they, the wise men, had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. My dear fellow worshipers of the baby born in Bethlehem, looking at the reading that we're considering today, it's maybe a little bit strange to note that this is the reading for the first Sunday after Christmas because here it's talking about what happened after the wise men. And, well, just looking at the church calendar a little bit, Friday of this week, January the 6th, is actually Epiphany Day. This Sunday we'll be celebrating Epiphany Sunday here at Calvary. But Epiphany Sunday, Epiphany Day, that's the day when we think about the wise men coming to worship the infant Jesus. And here we are, before the wise men came, we're thinking about what happened after the wise men came to worship the infant Jesus. But according to the church calendar, December the 28th is the day that's designated as the slaughter of the innocents, thinking of King Herod and how he killed all the baby boys in the Bethlehem area, two years old and younger, to try to get rid of Jesus. Well, why exactly it's set up like that, that I can't tell you, but maybe it's just that, oh, what happened is we were just looking at the birth of the Savior, and when we think of the baby born in Bethlehem, we get this picture, this sentimental picture. You see, well, as the Christmas cards show you, the infant Jesus, there his face is shining, there's a halo over his head. The Christmas cards, that's not what the real picture looked like. But you have this wonderful picture of Jesus born in Bethlehem. And here you have this reading. And what this reading just reminds us of is Jesus didn't come to bring an earthly peace into this world. Actually, well, Sometimes Jesus causes all kinds of division in this life when people reject what the Word of God has to say. But Jesus did come to bring spiritual peace. It's not an earthly peace. He comes to bring a spiritual peace. He comes to bring. Well, Matthew says, When they, the wise men, had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. 
how long after Bethlehem, the baby born in Bethlehem, this took place. We're not exactly sure. Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, they had settled in a home in Bethlehem. And, well, they settled in that home in Bethlehem, and perhaps this was even up to two years after Jesus was born, just considering how old the baby boys were in Bethlehem that Herod killed maybe thinking of that as a possible timeline, but he probably covered his time to try to make sure to get anyone who could possibly have been the savior. But the wise men came, the magi came, and that had to be something so special for Mary and Joseph and Jesus. Here they came to worship the infant Jesus, to give him gifts, and then they left. And now how soon after the wise men left that the angel appeared to Joseph in a dream saying, you need to leave? Well, we're not sure about that, but it almost seems as if it could have even been the very day, pretty soon after the wise men had come. And the Lord stepped in. The Lord stepped in and he said to Joseph, well, through the angel, Go to Egypt because of Herod. And Herod, he was a madman, really, when you think about it. He feared losing his reign. He was absolutely paranoid. And he, in his paranoia, he ended up actually killing family members that he thought were a threat to his throne. And now here he looked at Jesus as being this terrible threat. And, and on the surface, you'd say what Herod could potentially have done is he could have ended everything with God's plan of salvation, except God works to establish his son as the savior of the world. Herod, he wasn't going to stop God in his efforts. He wasn't going to stop the savior. Matthew says, so Joseph got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. Oh, when you look at this, sometimes maybe we can, Joseph doesn't seem like such a major character, but he is. And think of Joseph's obedience. Oh, first off in in marrying Mary when he thought about, well, how did that baby boy get conceived in him? Well, he married Mary, as the angel told him to. He did everything to raise Jesus as long as he was in the picture, of course. And now here he is, obedient to God again, going down to Egypt just as God said he should. And oh, actually, if you think about it, oh, that each of us would have the willingness to always follow God's will as Joseph did. Well, he went to Egypt until the death of Herod. And then it's this interesting prophecy that's fulfilled here. He says, out of Egypt, I called my son. Looks back to 
Hosea chapter 11, verse 1, where the Lord said, When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. In this verse, the Lord is talking first about the nation Israel as his child, as his children, and is talking about how he delivered the Israelites from the land of Egypt, from slavery there, and brought them back to the land of Palestine so that there they could be God's people and there the Savior could, after many years, be born and work out our salvation. The Gospel writer Matthew was inspired by the Holy Spirit to see that deliverance from Egypt and return to Palestine so the promises of God could be fulfilled as a type of what happened in, well, Jesus going down to Egypt, his coming back from Egypt to Palestine so that he could be our Savior, so that he could live and die for us and pay for our sins and, and rise from the dead to prove that our sins are paid for. This account reminds us of how God works to establish his son as the savior of the world. Nothing was going to thwart or change God's plan. God had a plan for the salvation of the world. No human being, not Satan, nothing would be able to stop or hinder God's plan of salvation for you and for me. And so we say, thank God for getting the job done for us so we can be sure of our salvation. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you because before the creation of the world, before Adam and Eve ever sinned, you had a plan for our salvation and you worked to establish your son as our savior and the savior of the world so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Thank you for your plan of salvation and for doing everything to follow through on that plan so we believers in Jesus can be sure that our sins are forgiven and we're going to heaven through faith in our savior. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.